Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One for Paul. This is our continuing adventure to get our sound man, Mr. Paul Drewlitt. Hi. Immersed more into pop culture, and this time I've thrown you a bit of a curveball. It's so curvy. But it's one of my favorite movies that I didn't know. It's one of those ones I got told about, that I was introduced. So basically, this is a, one of the very rare One for Carl's. That, as in, like, someone showed me this movie instead of me showing this movie to other huh. people. That happens? Yeah, very rarely. But this this went under the radar. This was an indie movie from the, in 2001. Madness. So uh, this is Wet Hot American Summer we're discussing today. A That's movie- right. Welcome to Dry Cold Canadian Winter, the true story of people coming together as a community to survive the winter in one of the harshest environments on the planet. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, welcome to Damp Wet British Summer, the story of 16-year-old Barnaby, whose family takes him camping in Wales while his friends all go to a music festival. Yep. I've watched that movie. I think I've lived that movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, this is uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yep, this is uh, 2001. It was uh, directed by David Wan and written by David Wan and Michael Showalter, who plays Coop. And literally everyone is in it. Uh, yes, the it's got quite an amazing cast considering of the time. It's got Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Molly Shannon, Paul Rudd, Chris Mullaney, Michael Showalter, Ken Marino, Mike McLean Black, Amy Poehler, a first first movie for Bradley Cooper and Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, and, oh, no, oh, and uh, Joe Lo Trullo, who is um. Obviously, Boyle on Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I did it, not know his that. his first movie as well. I don't watch that show. I oh, you, you got a thing against Andy Samberg because that's usually what I hear. No, I just haven't. People tell me it's good, and then I listen to two of the jokes, and I go, I guess that's funny. Uh, there's it's one of those things. It's the characters make the show, not the jokes. Oh, okay, so it's a bit of British office yeah, sort yeah, of territory. Kind of, kind of. Okay, I might give it a shot. Anyway, fade in. Uh, the opening credits roll over scenes of unsupervised teenage bonfire shenanigans. Yep, this is our counselors getting down and dirty the on the night before the last day of camp. Yeah, let's be clear. No one has ever partied this hard to a guy playing acoustic guitar around a campfire. Oh, no, he's just playing along to a radio that's playing. Oh. The song that's playing. The That song is like quintessential part of... Um, Wet Hot American Summer, that intro. Oh, what is that song then? It's just a song written for the for the movie. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see the radio. It's cool. I think... Oh, no, it's Jane by Jefferson Starship. Oh, it's right, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it rocks pretty hard. Yeah, it's Jane by Jefferson Starship. Yeah, we're cutting Starship. to the last day at camp where we find that all of the boys were sleeping in the girls' cabins. Surely the adults responsible for safeguarding the campers will be concerned about this. Hey, you kids shouldn't be leaving your bunks. The 80s were a different time. This we're we're seven, in 81. This, oh, is it 81? I thought it yeah, it's 81. August Oh, yeah, 81. it's 81, 81, yeah, yeah. They told me the date on the front. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't even no, have no, to no, look no, for clues no, anymore. No, because no, the first, uh, yeah, the 10-year anniversary is 91, yeah. Yeah, so welcome to Radio WCFW, WF. All explosions, all all exposition, all the time. Oh, man, I messed up my line, and it was a good line. Oh, with the beekeeper. Yeah, he's the beekeeper later, but this is just ex- exposition kids saying, yeah. well, if you haven't been kissed yet, oh, no. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so it's, yeah, fine. I love the reveal with that kid. Yeah. Oh, look, super obvious setup for a love triangle plot arc. Two super attractive people ugly kissing while, while the spurned would-be lover looks on. Who was woken up to jukebox hero. Yeah, that's funny. So this is uh, Katie and Andy who are ugly kissing and Coop who is looking on longingly. So Katie and Coop are evidently good yeah. friends and Katie 
has made it her mission to find Coop a woman. Get him some action. Yes, sweet, action. sweet action. I just love the, the play with these guys. I mean, uh, Coop, this is the the main story. The main, I would say, the main character, but the character this the film mainly focuses around is Coop. Yeah, it's definitely a large part of what I'll call the A story. Yeah, At yeah, least yeah. it's the A story for now. Yeah. We're also introduced to Victor briefly, who is a bit of a piece of work. He's one-dimensionally sex-obsessed. Oh, yeah, he's, 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 he's that guy. He's, he slept with everybody in camp twice. Oh, man, was Katie just talking to you? Does yeah. that mean she wants to sleep with me? Because why else would, would she would be, you talking be talking to you? Th- thanks. No offense, none taken. <laughs> no, you should have taken some offense there, mate. Yeah, but I, Victor's one of the best characters. He's kind of fun, yeah. Cut to the cafeteria. Sound effect note, every time someone throws something or... Th- like it's puts a, it's a, It is a, not only a huge sound effect, it's also from a very... Like, these are... It's, it's, it's the, these are cliches of cliches, it's right? The, it's the quintessential pottery smash. Well, it is, but what I'm saying is, as a sound designer, these yeah. are specific, well-known sounds yeah. that are used here. Like, the sound designer had to know, if this is 2001, mm-hmm. they had to know this is like... This every person uses this, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a callback yeah. to everything. That, it's a it's a Wilhelm anything scream. anything that's thrown makes a pottery smash. Yeah, it's uh, it's a Wilhelm scream. Effectively, yeah. it's the if you're familiar with that, I am familiar with yeah. the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Uh, so Gene was in the Vietnam War. He, he you got to get the bug juice. You know, get the yep. There are just on the shelf. I dub my dick cream. No, nice. wait. What did you say? I I I I, I said stick. Team, my friends are playing. He stick clearly ball. said, just, just "Fuck team. off." He's, he clearly said, "Stick team, Carl." Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he's there with what is his name? Not Gene. Oh, the other one. I'm going to call him Not Gene for a while until we figure it out. I got the cast list up here. One second. Sure. Yeah. But uh, oh, Gary. <laughs> Gary. Cool. Yeah, 18 miles. Gary. Gary and JJ. JJ's the. So this is just a, a super shell shocked dude from the Vietnam the War. Which I guess in eighty one would have been pretty recently. Yeah. So seventy you seven's know. Vietnam, I think. Uh, yeah, it would have ended then, so he yeah. could have served any time before yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, we're also introduced to I think one of my favorite characters, Keith Strat from Milburn, New Jersey, State Bird the Mosquito. Yeah, this kid is the greatest. The D and D kid, unbelievably confident and proudly nerdy in nineteen eighty one. Also, he's proto nerd. He's part of the modern nerd. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, can you be crowned a Class B Dungeon Master? Because somebody at Wizards of the Coast needs to send me a crown. You can be. You can actually get certifications from Wizards? Oh, D&D runs deep, man. There's proper leagues. I just always played it with my friends and bought the books. I didn't realize. That's amazing. There's a huge community for D&D. There's, oh, there's, people, there's people who Skype in to play games. Well, to- I've done that. Yeah. But, like, I've never, I didn't realize there was, like, proper... Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's literally this YouTube series of people playing their D&D adventures. Like, uh, there's literally, uh, there's a huge one that uh, uh, Rooster Teeth do. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. That yeah. sounds awesome. Keith uh, goes up to a table of the, presumably, the popular girls at camp. Just, uh, I, and I, just I think sa- it's just girls at the camp. I think it's just girls at the camp. Yeah. And just says, uh, would you care to join me for a game of uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Mm. How about you, Alexa? In your dreams, douchebag. Douchebags are a hygienic product. I take that as a compliment. (laughs) Weirdly, I believe him wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. 
Like he literally, he legit takes this as a compliment and then walks off smiling, going, "Well, I tried. They're I, missing out." I, I, it's, I've, I used that in high school when I was like, "Oh, you're a geek." He's like, "Yeah, but that's not a insult to me. You think it's an insult, but that's yeah, what yeah. I am." And they're like, "No, no, you don't get it. You're a geek." I'm like, well, "Yes, I, I get the concept." Yeah, except he's not even defensive. He's just yeah. like, "Yeah, totally. Yeah. I know." Later, oh no, I was never defensive. I was just like, "Yeah." I'm a geek. No, yeah. I, I just like this literally kid how I self-identify. Yeah, right. I mean, this kid in particular is just great, though. Yeah. But also, you're telling me that no girl would look at that kind of confidence and be like, hey, actually, what's the... No, you got to think these are like 10, 11. It's, it's literally about... I guess if they're like if, you're, if your friends think he's cool. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like, the whole confidence thing doesn't come until way later. I guess so, yeah. I totally 100% understand female people. I don't. It's yeah. It's a running joke. I'm gonna, oh. I'm going to be like Doc Brown. I'll master time travel. Then I'll master the second <laughs> most difficult mystery of the universe: women. I don't know about that. Yeah, but yeah, um, you rarely get to quote Back to the Future Part Two these days. There was a part two, but it's my favorite movie. Oh, it's a trilogy. Oh, hey, Niles is here. I mean, Henry. Oh, yep. Yeah. Well done, Henry. Please call me Henry. Okay. <laughs> God, I love that. Yeah, so he's introduced to us a little bit earlier on. I didn't feel like mentioning it because yeah, it's just a tiny little intro. They, uh, they, he, uh, they, uh, Henry's renting the cabin next to the camp. That's right. Uh, he is an associate professor of astrophysics. Yep. And uh, what's her name? Beth Garofalo. Beth, Beth um, says that he, maybe he'd like to come over and teach the uh, kids about science. And I said no! Yeah, he like... Yeah, there's a lovely little line where yeah. she's like, she goes, ooh, space, the final frontier. Yeah. And he goes, right, great, thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the poor guy. That's great characterization because it's like, how many times has this guy heard people denigrate his profession in such a way as like, mm. right, like to go straight for show. pop culture. Right. But he's, he's a bit awkward. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, right. she's also a little bit. He comes in, he's like, uh, excuse me. and he comes into the, the 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 dining hall, and he's just like, uh, excuse me, I'm looking for like the nerdy, uh, the indoor kids, the indoor kids. Which, oh yeah, yeah, over there. Yeah. <laughs> which is a name of uh, Kamel Nanjiani and his wife's podcast, is and it's from this movie. Oh really? Yeah, and the indoor oh. kids, they do uh, like movies and uh, games and stuff. Oh fun, yeah. So yeah, outside of the cafeteria, while we're introduced to Gene and all of this stuff is sort of happening, interleaved with each other, mm -hmm. Andy is clearly not interested in Katie's advances, and she's putting up with an awful lot of his bullshit for some reason. God damn it, Katie, you're suffocating me. All she was saying is like, hey, how about we go have sex in the woods tonight? Would you be okay with that? God damn it, Katie, you're just smothering me, okay? I wouldn't know Nicolas Cage was in this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Katie, you're suffocating me. Oh my god! Uh, no, this is Ant Man, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's Paul Rudd. Paul That's Rudd. amazing. I didn't. Re He's so good. He's so good. I was trying. Side note: I was trying to figure out Katie. I was like, do I know this person? Why the hell do I know yeah. this person? The reason that she was so familiar because I thought like I rem was she a childhood friend? And the answer is kind of. She was the girl in Mighty Ducks. Yes, she's she's the the couple. She's with the other guy. Who they constantly are trying to kiss. Every time they kiss, they're interrupted throughout all three movies. Yeah, I know. Except for right at the end of the third one, where she kisses him. That's right. Yes, I remember. Those were such bad movies. I love them. Oh yeah, I, I, they were like my entire childhood. But she was also in like a shocking amount of TV show episodes that I remember from. Oh being yeah, a she kid. she was she she did tons of. Uh, she was like in everything that I watched for like ten years. So 
of course, I was looking at this person on screen going like, I know her. Why do I know her? Have I met her at a convention? I don't understand what's going. No, I don't think so. To my knowledge, we've never actually met in person. It's just noting um, how weird TV stuff is. Margaret Monroe is the name. Monroe is the name of the actress. Uh, Marguerite Monroe. Mar- yeah. Marguerite Monroe. Yeah. So I I looked this up on IMDb. Oh, um, I, 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 I like, like her. I also she was also in uh, Queen of the Damned. She was the main lead in Queen. Of the Damned. Well, it's a movie I haven't seen, so I'd like to add that to the list, Carl. Oh yeah, Queen. Oh, I'll happily do Queen of the Dam. But if we're doing uh, Queen of the Dam, we got to do Interview with a Vampire first. Cool, like let's because they're, oh. they're both the adaptation of Anne Rice's vampire books. Okay, I think the first one's on the list. We'll check, but oh, uh, interview is interviews of vampires, uh, and of course, I think Dan's earmarked him interview with the vampire. Maybe. Yeah. Moving back onto Wet Hot America Summer. New feature, though. Mm-hmm. If you want things from the list, yes, we have a Patreon. Uh, I believe it's our seven dollar tier. Is that you get a vote on what put on what we choose from the list to do one for Paul? We That's will right. Pick, we will pick three movies from the list, and then you can vote to choose which one we do. At least at first, but at we have a master list. We might push that up to. We haven't decided yet. Well, I, Again, talk to us and tell us what you want. You got about eighty movies on the list. We got 80, 90 movies, something like that. We, we keep mean, adding we'll, stuff. We'll, to we'll, it. Pu- we'll punch it up to like the, the one fifty bracket, and then. We'll go from there because I can I, ra- think. I can come out a lot above. But yeah, this is your chance to choose movies that maybe you can't believe. How has anyone not seen this? And you can get me. To, you can force me to watch a movie against my will. Well, to a degree, there's certain things. Obviously, the main one, the main genre that we're kind of steering away for, though, we're weaning you into it is horror. Yeah, I'm actually quite enjoying my uh, my weaning process. Yeah. I quite like Tucker and Dale, which we did last time. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys want me to hear. So. Here, listen, watch. Yes. Watch with my eyes, with my ear eyes. Anyway, back to the episode. Andy! Andy. Well, I had its morning activity time. Morning activity! One of the activities appears to be electric guitar, but without amps. Yep. That's the, horrible. There's, there's the nature trick with everybody playing um, handheld games. Yeah, ex- well, except for one kid who yeah. has a weirdly anachronistic uh, Walkman. Because yeah. the Walkman, the first one came out in 79. By 81, there were two new models out, but they both looked the same, and neither looked like this. Hmm. This model was from, like, 1993. No, I'm not a sound nerd. Why do you ask? Yeah, but the no, I pre- don't care about the history there was, of there was sound a, reproduction. Why do you ask? There's a Starbucks in Westeros. Moving swiftly on. Fair point. <laughs> uh, arts and crafts is the other activity. Or oh, arts and farts and crafts. Sorry, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah. I'm hilarious. You're so funny. They're going to use crayons to make uh, decorations for, for the talent show. Why? Why would we have to use crayons? We got tons of these felt tips. No, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to not undermine me here. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, we got one brown crayon. <laughs> and literally hundreds of markers. Yeah. yeah. This is now crying over her her divorce. This is Gail, who has now divorced her second husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, arts and crafts is about to turn into therapy time. Yep. With a kid who's way too knowledgeable. Mm, yeah, we'll get to him. Uh, cut again to Victor. This is all establishing quick cuts. Victor it needs to take a van of kids up the river to go river. The eagles thing. up the river to death. Yeah, for the day. Uh, but he would prefer to be engaging in saucy times with Abby, who actually seems to be into it. Abby is the quintessential um, valley girl, I guess. Bike, 
that you get at summer camp? As in everybody's had a ride. Oh. Um, she's what she's 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 a woman who's proud of her sexuality and is not ashamed to flaunt it by kissing literally every male cast member in this movie. Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think the only one she doesn't is like the cat, the older characters, and Coop. I think they're the only ones she doesn't make out with. Uh, also, the campers, like the children. Because, no, no, no. Like, no actually. The, I mean, I'm talking about the main cast. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, I, the counselors. I think there's a bunch of female ones she doesn't kiss. because No, male counselors. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I uh, can't think of any. I think the only one, literally, I think the only one she doesn't is Jolo Trudo and... Yeah, so she's super Coop. into into kissy stuff. Yes. She's super into it. Have you got a stick of gum? Yeah, a hilarious visual gag. Pack of gum equals condom. Yeah. It's quite... I. Would never have thought to do this. It is a... Br- uh, who directed this? This is amazing. Michael Showalter. Coop. Amazing. Coop is the director and writer. This. Oh, and he also appears... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's very... And, later on, Reagan. Ronald? He's on... Oh, is he? He's Reagan in this, isn't he? Does he appear as Reagan? Oh, no. That's the series. My bad. What? In Wet Hot American Summer, he plays as... He, not Reagan. He plays uh, Nixon. Oh. He no, plays- there's no Nixon in the one I saw. You, yeah, it's a it's a fun. It's just the visual comedy in this. I won't point out everyone because yeah, no, 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 no. Podcast it's in the but, ne- in the next in the yeah. He also goes on to play uh, Nixon in the prequel series. Oh, neat. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm not going to go through every visual gag. But this is going to be a side note for the visual comedy in this is goddamned brilliant. Oh and yeah, they use the camera extremely well all the time. Their director of photography was a fucking genius. Whoever that is, their uh, the direction seems to be excellent. So so far, I'm like yeah. Uh, ben Weinstein did the cinematography. Cool. I don't know what else he's done, but uh, I like this work. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. It's very good. It's very well done. But yes, that's the van. Victor promises Abby that he'll be back that night instead of the following morning, because the following morning everyone has to go home. It's the last day at camp. Yep. We so got, he rushes got, into the thing and whatever. We also got the talent show. Yep. Yep, the talent show needs to happen later. We're introduced to Radio Station Kid, Artie Solomon, the beekeeper with his drones doing their business. Mm-hmm. Kid hasn't taken a shower in eight weeks and is instructed he, by what's it to take a shower. I I can only imagine how ripe that kid is. Have you never been to summer camp? There was always a Wait, couple no, of kids. No, but this is the thing. This is a great another great thing. You've been you actually went to summer camp as a kid. Yeah, uh, it's a not it's not a thing you do in England. I guess Don't, not. eh? no. Yeah, I went to summer camp. Uh, we, we, I mean, you might go camping during your six week holiday that we have over here, but mainly it's you know days out. And yeah, that's the other thing. The, the summer holidays the, in North America are like three months. Yeah, you also got. We also in the UK, we had the obligatory trip to go to Fort Park or Chesapeake World of Adventures. You not, go you, hashtag not sponsored. You're not sponsored, but you generally go to a theme park during uh, during your summer break. That's like the big your big trip. Oh wow, okay. Because mm. you might do that in Canada, but normally it would be like send the kids to camp. Uh, I didn't go when I was super young, uh, and I lived in the UK for most of no, my I was childhood. Say, I was but my say. folks sent me back to Canada occasionally for summer camp. Because uh, they thought it was an important thing to gain independence and whatnot. Mm. So yeah, but at summer camp there was. I usually... was. In, I went camping with the scouts. I was a cub scout. Yeah, but I mean, if you're away from home for like weeks, it's mm. your first taste of independence. You're eight, so therefore probably a grown up. And uh, you can make your own decisions. Yeah, totally. Like when they shower and not, and mm. uh, some of the kids would just straight not shower and not brush their teeth, and the counselors could only do so much. They would be like, "Take a shower. What are you doing? Stop it." Right. Mm-hmm. So later on, there's a scene that is actually quite like I've seen this happen in real life. 
counselors throwing kids into the shower like literally like no fine we're putting you in the shower and we're going like i don't care if you're still wearing a t-shirt and shorts and shoes right fine take your shoes off get in the shower we're not leaving here until you take a goddamn shower you smell like death Mm. your your shirt has become part of your skin for christ's sake no stop it that's just ripe yeah there were that definitely got that way and normally the way it happened was not the counselors though it was like the rest of the cabin whoever had to sleep in the same room as this kid would just be like no seriously fuck off yeah right so there was people who just like spray them down with deodorant and stuff summer camp was weird yeah i can well not as weird as this summer camp uh yeah no not this weird though granted i haven't been a counselor so maybe it was and i didn't know it i got friends who are camp uh, who were camp counselors one of my yeah. exes was a camp counselor mm. so yeah the camp counselors get together on the steps of a building to discuss the future in 10 years time let's all meet up and see what kind of people we've blossomed into yeah um, but, but, what time should we meet up carl uh why don't we why don't we say nine thirty? why don't we say nine and then we can go for nine thirty? Yeah, but I mean, we could just say 9.30 and be here on time. By the time we're in our mid-twenties, I think everybody could just be on time. <laughs> first thing. Yeah, but I got a thing at 11. What, in 10 years? Yeah, yeah I got a thing at 11. I can't, I can't move it. I've already moved it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. And this is one of these first little super clever bits mm. that I did not get on first viewing. So we'll come back to that in a minute. It is very, very clever how they do it's something. It's so good. It's so good. They pay off so much stuff they set up at the beginning of the movie. It's very, very, very clever. Very clever. Cut to the science lesson. Mm. Ooh, ominous. What's oh, in the sky? Nothing you need to worry about for now. Dun, 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 dun. I love those kids. They're so good. They're all different. Like, one's, one's clearly... There's a medieval kid in the credits. Me- it's just called Medieval Kid. Yeah, that which... Uh, you got, that's the D- you got the D&D kid. You got Medieval Kid who's dressed like um, Andre the Giant from... Um, Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. You've got a kid who's dressed like Robin Williams as Mork. Yeah. you got the gen- Who is credited as Mork Kid, yeah. which I thought was excellent. <laughs> you also got the girl who's... Do, who's do Cure Girl. Cure Girl. Yeah, again, in yeah. the credits as Cure Girl. <laughs> it's kind of great. It's, it, the, and then there was... Uh, what was the one... The other girl? Fashion I, Girl. I think she's like Blossom. Blossom. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Blossom yeah, yeah. Girl. Who is played by who played by Maria Bialik, who is Sheldon Cooper's at, at the end. Oh, is of that why? Oh wow. Yeah. I didn't even think to look up. The those show, kids. In season one of Thing, they reference they're doing like a, a school decathlon at the university that the all the guys go to in in, uh, in Big Bang Theory. Okay. And they you know who do you know who'd be really good? The girl who played Bossom. She's actually got a dream um, biology, and then the next season she's cast as Amy Farafala. Oh really? Yeah, it's very clever. I didn't very, that very clever, true. very meta. That's super cool. Yeah. The writers of that show are let down by everything else in that show. No, the writers of that show are let down by the fan bases for that show. Yeah, a little bit. Which includes my sister and my mother. Fair. Who I who compares me to Sheldon Cooper all the time. Yeah, I've heard that before, and I'm like, that's not a compliment, mate. No, it's not. But eh. anyway, we well, can talk oh, about America that summer. So a great bit of physical comedy from Andy playing the grumpy teenager unduly put upon i feel to clean up the plate that he just threw on the floor mm-hmm. god that was good i just i can't even what, the whole it. him slump slumping around going, and then the, the the throwing of the knives puts the glasses on flips beth off and walks away yeah it's like oh this is cool right yeah this is what we used to think we, lo- we were cool looking as if that was and beth is just sitting there not even looking at it i just standing love the fact stock that that, still i just love the fact that's one long take it's so good. It's so good. That's a good oneer. 
Paul Rudd is an amazing physical comedian. As quick quitted as he is in certain things, he is very much a physical comedian. Yeah, I mean, I didn't because quite... Andy's all about just gestures. Yeah, he has not that many lines. No. in this movie, but the cool guys never do in these movies. Yeah, I guess that's it, eh? Yeah. Is there any other movie like this? Anyway. Well, there's summer camp movies, and this is playing on all the tropes of kids' movies and stuff like I that. I guess so, yeah. Which we'll get to later with the big with the big uh, baseball game. Yep. So we're cutting back and forth to all the things. We're back at art class. and This uh, movie's so random, it only yeah. makes sense that we're jumping about. It, I, don't, I literally don't know another way to present yeah, this. Yeah. To, make, to give the impression of what this movie is like to watch. That's what I'm trying to get across here. Like, and then it's we like go a, here, it's and like then we a, go there. It's a sketch, what the fuck? It's a sketch comedy show that's linking its sketches together. You know what it is? It's a good episode of SNL yeah. if you interrupt the sketches with the other sketches. Yeah. That's sort works. of what it is. It works so well. It does for a while, yeah. It's uh, Gail's Therapy Hour uh, starring this kid who is far better at this than he has any right to be. Yeah. This, uh, he's, a, he's a Jewish therapist, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Then we go to a meeting of the counselors where uh, it's Beth's b- best best summer ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the goat took a shit somewhere. And in the, needs in, to in the infirmary. In the infirmary. And Coop needs to get up. Oh, um, oh, also, uh, I think one of... Uh, JJ, can you get the kid who's stuck in the assault course? He's been there for a couple of days. I've been meaning to talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah I have the actual... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, four lower campers are stuck in the ropes course. Forgot to tell you yesterday, so could you get to it now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just perfect. I don't think it's JJ. I think that's the producer. Got ben and what's her face? Oh, uh... Bowler. Oh, uh, Ben and... Yeah, her. But anyway, the producer of the... The two producers of the show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, producer and uh, yeah, director choreography. Yeah. <laughs> so, Susie, Susie and Ben. Susie, that's it. Yeah. So they those two get asked to pull them out of the thing. Yeah. Oh, hey, check it out. It's Steve, the robot man. I love Steve. He's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a shame that he's introduced and then I guess JJ's brother. I and, want a chicken gun. Yeah, but McKinley sort of goes, Man, your brother's such a freak. Yeah. And this goes unchallenged just because JJ goes, Yeah, I know. And I sort of go like, I mean, is this like uh, intended as an Asperger's guy or? No, he's that weird kid. Yeah. Cause yeah, that weird of... kid who's always off on his own, having his own adventure in his head. Me, yeah. essentially. Well, no, yeah. But I mean, this sort of, I've been around a lot of Asperger's people. and it's, I don't think it's the point of, I don't think it's Asperger's. I just think it's, there's that crippling shy kid. Okay. Like yeah, that, maybe. I think it's, it's more the trope of there's that, that one, that one, there's a, uh, even in a group of oddballs, there's that really oddball. Yeah. There's that guy who's yeah. into like weird stuff. He's in, he was like, into taxidermy at age 12. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like, it, it just struck me as like this is actually a nice rep. If he's intended as written and written that way, it's mm. nice to see like a like a fun character portrayed realistically and quite positively, yeah. even if the rest of the characters are a bit also, like the, actor, the freak, actor. Kev- that's real. The actor Kevin Zisman is always he's that also nerd and everything. Again, he's in Big Bang Theory. He's, oh, is he? He's okay. the comic book show. I, I really don't watch this show. Oh no, I'm just saying he. That's oh, what because yeah. just relating back to our previous conversation. Yeah, sure. So a lot of people in this ended up in Big Bang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, oh, uh, well, you got a lot of these stars went on to do big shows and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I mean it's interesting that a bunch of them ended up in the same show. To put show. this in perspective, David Hyde Pierce is still doing Frasier at this point. Frasier went on 2003. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is still, he's in the limelight, David I. Pierce, and he did this in between, I think it's season, 
six and seven. Frankly. Could I say David Hyde Pierce in this Niles? I mean Henry yeah. is fucking best. Yeah, he's my favorite thing. He this read movie. this and and uh, once he he said he David Hyde Pierce came to set. Only did a couple of days because he only has he did all his they yeah, all got yeah. him in did his things and he went. He's a pro. And he went yeah. to me when I saw other takes of what these actors were doing and I was like and I turned around to Michael Shaw and went. I can do this. I can just, we can just go. It's like, this movie's random. If you want to take, if you want to make a choice, make a choice. And the guy just like, because him, him, him shout, him shouting like the just, I said, no, that's him. Oh, that's David High Pierce. Fun fact as well. I don't know if you were noticing in the audio track, a Mm -hmm. bunch of times in this movie, the audio straight clips. Yeah. Right. It's like, crunchy uh for those of you know who aren't into audio uh like an electric guitar like a yeah that can happen if you uh put too much level into an input in the microphone or that sort of thing but this happens a couple of times in the movie which normally i'd say that's super unprofessional you should not have left that in but it's also in keeping with the style of this movie exactly right down to the lens choice and the color palette being rather 80s television well it's about that's the point it's supposed to look like an 80s yeah so it's like refreshingly lo-fi in a way so the sound sounds great all the time and the few times where they let it get crunchy i imagine that's because there was some improv and they were like well we can't get them to do it again we're just going to keep the clipped one so you know props to the sound guys and to the post-production people to I, I imagine there's, they there, had to fight to there leave was, that There in. was some good hands on this. Well, this is, I imagine they had to have a conversation to leave that in. So whoever is doing post-production on this, thank you, people yeah. who did that, because it 100%. works, I think. So uh, speaking of Niles, I mean Henry, mm-hmm. uh, Beth needs advice. Uh, Katie, um, by all accounts, you'd be you'd be considered um, you'd be considered hot. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> if, if one wanted to, if, if one wanted to be. Hot. How how to make a good impression? How would one do? Put on a clean pair of pants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love. It. She she's asking literally teenagers dating advice. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. This is the. I guess she's portrayed as being maybe late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. And she's asking Katie about advice on how to look beautiful, how to look hot. Exactly. Right. And Katie goes. So, uh, no, I'd, I'd probably wear a sexy dress, sexy dress. That's a very good <laughs> note. I'm just going to write that down. I'm Do something with my hair here. Uh, something with your hair. You're a genius. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> what, what, what exactly would you, I guess I'd use some moose moose as in the animal with the antlers. Yeah. The, no, no hair mo- moose. moose for your hair. hair moose. And you watch Garofalo just for a good five seconds going moose still clearly yeah. thinking with the antlers yeah. for my hair hair i oh okay this is such foreign territory yeah. oh my god leaving aside the idea that a woman in 1981 would not understand what moose is oh we had spray at that point yeah i i get you but like somebody who was a teenager in the 70s no, no. they would understand what moose is yeah, let's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. society was different right but it was i fucking love garofalo in this is that her name garofalo yeah, Janine Garofalo. Fucking good. Beth is like my number yeah. two in this. After she's great in everything she appears in. Really, I have. N- I don't think I've seen her in anything else. This she's is done, great. She's though. done a few pieces. Uh, she she had a uh, she's a uh, series character in Ideal, which is Johnny Vegas weed dealing series, which she was very good at. Okay, where she was an artist who made uh, stuff out of um, uh, portraits and stuff out of people with bodily fluids. Cut to Andy and JJ being responsible lifeguards. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, Andy, can I take the motorboat out for a ride around the lake? Uh, yeah, sure. Just uh, make sure to fill her up with gas on the way back. And don't forget to... Ah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then him, Andy and... Uh, what's her name? JJ and Andy on the pier are hanging out, being lifeguards. And uh, yeah. Lindsay... Being bros. Yeah, and Lindsay has... Yeah. Her first of many, many booty shots because she's bending over for some reason. Yep. And he sort of looks over and goes, I'd love to have two minutes in the closet with her. Wait, what about Katie? Who? And then they sort of do a yeah. weird handshakey, almost handshake yeah. thing. And JJ exits the scene in the best way I have ever seen anyone exit a scene. Stands up, dusts himself off, takes a sharp turn to the right and just walks off a pier. And just like off the pier, doesn't walk off the pier straight. So it gets to the end of the pier and flanks solid and planks and flops his face straight down into it. Yeah. It's just brilliant. It's anytime anything says exunt in a script from now on, that's how I'm imagining they leave. (laughs) Shakespeare. Yeah, that's just what it is. Right off stage. Face plant right off the thing. But yeah, so Lindsay comes over and, uh, Hey, what are you doing? I'm writing my journal. You mean your journal? Well, I guess I'm not just smart like you. I miss I don't know all the words like you do. Yeah. And then they make out for a while because that's what Lindsay's about. Unprotected, there was no gum. Unprotected, there was no gum. There was no Outrageous. gum. Outrageous. Outrageous. That's how you get barbecue sauce all over your face. Um, yeah, they make foul. out. And then um, one of the kid, the kid on the back of the jet ski who's, ski- who's doing a skiing lesson... Yes, that comes much later, actually. <laughs> but yeah, cut to Katie and Coop running down a list of potential girls for him to smooch with. Ah, uh, they're making what with the lovey eyes at each other, though. Oh no, this is that moment where the the male friend is trying to become the boyfriend. I definitely see where this is going because I expect this movie to slavishly follow all of the tropes that it's set up in the opening act with Tropes. no deviation. <laughs> yes. The kid who took out the motorboat is now back safely, but oh no, he can't swim. Yep. This looks like a great time to cut to Beth has been moosed. Yep, she looked pretty. Trey Chic. Thank you, Henry. Please, <laughs> call me call Henry. Me Henry. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Just Okay, I will. I think she Henry. knows the score by this point. Yeah. <laughs> kind of died laughing here. I honestly kind of died laughing here. This is where I finally it's, realized it's, this they're, is they're in, Their interactions are great when we get to the i need you oh to, I need you to yes. meet me at the park bench in 10 seconds there's oh uh, please don't please don't uh undermine me on that one i no, need no, to, no, I, no, that is get to my that. moment i'll get you in get life no worries oh but yes beth lies about her being into a thing that her crush does for a living this will certainly not come back to bite her yeah that's right astrophysics because she missed a serious trick here because mm-hmm. when she said oh yeah astrophysics it's my biggest hobby and he goes Oh, wow. Who, who's your favorite astrophysicist? If you have half a romantic bone in your body, mate, what do you say in that moment? You. You, Henry. Yeah, you're my favorite. I mean, Niles. Yeah. Back to Andy, who has now committed several murders by first letting a kid drown on his watch and then by hurling a witness out of his van somewhere in the woods. A young kid flat, a young... Um, One of the campers. That's Kyle Gardner. Is Kyle Gardner. Carl. He, he's an actor. He's done Jennifer's Body. He was in Flash. No, he's in Smallville. I hope Jennifer was okay with that. Uh, no, she ate him. Oh. 
Well, uh, he had a good Don't list. worry, Jennifer Body's got to go on the list. As so, Carl, I've seen two murders so far in this movie. Is this turning into a horror movie? Because you, no, you know I can't handle horror movies. It's not a horror movie. Okay. Not until you meet my favorite character later. Side note, this movie cuts back and forth like fucking crazy. Oh, you so, get whiplash. Oh, my God. I If this sounds confused, it's because it is. <laughs> right? It's This isn't even me doing it. This is just the... I have 11 pages of notes that are just, and then this happens. Yeah. But it's actually just the thing that was two paragraphs earlier. All right. We're going to town now, though. We're going to town! Because um, Let's go! Uh, That's going to town, quick! They recommended that to impress each other, uh, Henry and um, Beth have to go to the library. So Beth goes into town, and a bunch of the kids get onto the back of the truck and go into town. I need books on astrophysics, quick. Uh, Library? Right, yeah. Because they're asking the nurse. Yeah. And excuse then me, Niles uh, comes over. Excuse me. Uh, I, if I wanted books on um, counseling, on uh, camp counseling. on what uh, camp counseling, I guess, because yeah. <laughs> it's just following the formula and everyone knows it. It's just there to be there. It's like I don't know what she's into other than the job she does. I met her like an hour ago. Yeah. Fuck. Henry, Henry, Henry. Library. Oh yes, right. Yeah, got it. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, so good. So they all uh, coop. So quick, no one wear any seatbelts and just stand up in the flatbed there. I'm sure it'll be fine. It was the 80s, I guess. Yeah! I like to think he was yelling yeah he all the way into town. He was the whole way there. Yeah! All right. Cut to a hijinks montage. First with ice cream, then shoving fries into face holes, then smoking next to a beat-up pickup truck, and then illicit beer party and Super weed smoking. Super beer party. Super beer party. Is that's an actual song? I don't know. No, it's um, it's um, a thing from Be- uh, Bullet Club. It was a okay. Then I'll make up my own. Young version. Bucks. Super awesome beer party beer. <laughs> beer party beer. Beer. Trademark of us. Uh, then they're smoking some weed on the side of somewhere. Smoking like it's legal, frankly, like just on the side of a park somewhere. <laughs> which, yeah, fair enough. Good. Uh, then buying like a kilo of vitamin B from a dude in an alley. That's that Cecil I keep hearing about. Yeah. I think, I think, I think you find it's called Charlie. I don't know. I've never met the man. Mm-hmm. And they rob and beat up an old lady. For money for drugs. For money for drugs, presumably. Then they hang out in a crack den or something, shooting up every drug. And like, I think they literally have a character on every major drug. No, they're so all doing. Yeah. Well, there's like a meth person at the front. Yeah, and then, no, and then a heroin. Everybody in this is doing heroin and that. Yeah, and then there's a heroin, then an opium, then a lady on crack, then whatever. Uh, and, and again, this is one of these moments where, you'll have to excuse me, I got a real sense like this is a reference to something I don't understand. I think it's a reference to train spotting. It's a reference to the drug room in train spotting. I don't think I've seen train spotting. I oh. might have seen a picture of that scene, which is what reminded me of something. Yeah, it's a train. It's, tra- it's a nod to. Is train this spot. like real skinny bald dudes? Yeah, yeah, I got. It. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Then Scotland on heroin. The world's on heroin. It's like Rent, but with heroin. Yeah, got it. And I mean more heroin and more soup. Got it. But yeah, so it's always fun to get away from camp, even for an hour. Yeah, this all happened in an hour. Also, this all happened? Yeah. <laughs> they, like, did this actually happen? Fuck. Apparently so. Everything I, you see in this movie happens. Fuck. All right. So I don't know how I feel about that now then. It's just a one-up montage, but it, it's just the fact that it's all set to a happy high beat song. Yeah, that was super weird. And I just like, 
I don't think I found it funny. I was just like, uh, I loved it. I, uh, I, it's very young ones in like, here's just something random that happens. And then back to the status quo. Is young ones a thing? Young I haven't one, seen young ones is uh, Rick Mayall, Aid Edmondson, Ben out on comedy from the eighties, the precursor to bottom. I think once in every lifetime bottom. comes a love like this. Don't I think I know this. You, Stop singing. We can't afford the rights. Carl is continuing to dance anyway because nobody can own the rights to dancing nope. on a podcast. <laughs> that, that, that one's for that was that one's for your earballs, earballs, earballs. That's just it. So now we get onto a series of bits in this show in the podcast, which mm. I'm going to call. I have no idea what I just saw or why it was included in the film or what relevance this has to anything else going on. So I'll just assume I missed some kind of pop culture reference to outside material, a.k.a. I have questions. Yay. Go for it. Hey, guys, wait up. And dude slams his face straight into a wall. Because they're all lined up against the wall already. Right next to his friends who yeah. slammed their faces into a wall. Why have they f- slammed their face into the wall, Carl? It's something they used to do when, you, when people used to go off, uh, sorry, when people used to go off um, set. They used to just line up against the wall so they were out of shot. Oh. So they've just done it showing them line up against the wall. Sorry, hit the mic, Stan. I, sure. I guess I, that was... Yeah, it's just, I've even it's been it's on film sets. I think that's just a stupid joke. Uh, sure. I was just like, am I miss? I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. It didn't come across as funny to me because I was like, I, should I understand this? I just think it was a, a bizarre choice that worked. Uh, all right. I, I guess I just wasn't... I don't know. Maybe I'm not the audience for it anymore. It's okay. So, hey, remember Victor? He's on his way to the river and reveals that he's With actually, Neil. gasp, a virgin. And Abby is his only chance to get laid. This summer. that At this moment. Yeah, I mean, I think he feels it's a bit more yeah. urgent than that. I think he really feels like this is it. If I don't get this one, then it's never going to happen for me. He, he's uh... that, that, and if, if he doesn't get to her soon enough, she'll find someone else. Which is absolutely true, yeah. because in the very next scene we see... Uh, he grabs the truck, the van, and oh, that's actually that happens later. But yeah. actually, here, let me follow my notes because I'm trying to get ahead. Yeah, of it's myself. Gary. He, she, she it is out, Gary. She makes out with Gary. Yeah, but hey, it's Chef Gene who's standing beside not Gene, who we decided Gary. was Gary, uh, who is the other guy. Who's, yeah, so he's behind him doing a drill sergeant thing, and Gary is able to mouth everything that he says, like lip sync it. I get the feeling he's heard this same bit before. Yeah, it's amazing. Again, the visual comedy in this is great. Just dude standing a little bit too close, as in a very much a little bit too close behind him and saying things into his ear. In an also in an intense close up. Yeah. And Gene's gonna make fondue with cheddar for dinner though, which is a bit of an unusual no, gonna, choice. No, he's gonna fondle his sweaters. Since fondue is normally made with gruyere, but I wouldn't say no. Maybe it's interesting. He's going to do want, what now, Hank? You want, you, you, want you, a, you want a gooey cheese. And, uh, and, and no, he's going to funnel his sweaters. I don't think that's what he said yeah. at all. Again, we're assuming you guys have seen the movie. Yeah. Come on. Why would you listen to this if you haven't? Maybe you did, but, you know, you just like spoilers. Wet, hot American summer. Did did Gene, did, uh, did not Gene, but the other guy, Gary. Gary. Did he just speak to a tin of vegetables? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, back to don't Radio worry, Kid. Don't worry. Tin of Vegetable gets a name later on. So uh, back to Radio Kid, who still hasn't showered. And also, none of his radio equipment is actually plugged in. Yeah, he's never made aware of the fact that his radio show isn't actually projecting into the... Um, into the, ra- into the, the air. Thing. He's not actually broadcasting on the air. No. 
Only reason he goes to that camp is because there is a broadcasting station. Oh, I see. I thought he was like a poor, deluded kid that they were humoring. Yeah, they are. But they, it's just because on the first day, he's, he asks where the radio room is and he never leaves. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Listen, let's be clear. I'm a studio guy. Yeah. I have definitely spent too long in the studio. I don't think I've ever spent eight weeks straight in the studio without showering. So it's still no excuse there. Wait until wait until this becomes full time. Oh my god! <laughs> well, they're just going to lock me to the studio desk, guys. That's how it's going to go. And I'm okay with that. But what I'm not okay with is You'll be he's running that mic unbalanced through a TS cable. Not okay with that. <laughs> they show me the cables, Carl. Give me a break. Anyway, back to therapy with Gail. <laughs> I love that you got to be nerdy about something for I a second. I love that I get to be nerdy about everything. Yeah, I'm a sound nerd. What do you want? Yeah, go, I like go, on, go on. But yeah, Therapy with Gail. The kid has magic massage hands, evidently. And they're continuing uh, to help Gail yeah. work through her problems and the knots in her neck, evidently. I'd work through Gail's problems. Yeah. So back to the trip in the river, finally, where Victor Take decides to, to the steal river. the van and gun it back to camp. Yeah. Leaving the other counselor, Neil... To mind the children by himself. Neil, All, they go on the rapids. Neil can't navigate the rapids. So he yeah, decides that he's not quite go. yet. Also, he crashes the van. Yes. And he has to hike the rest of the way. Or rather, he tries to hitchhike. Meanwhile, Abby is making out with literally the first guy who comes along, which I think is Gary. Yeah. yeah. Gary comes along. So Gary comes along and is like, hey. Are you here? And they have another one of these condom gum Check another moments, gum, yeah. but this time sitting on a bed. Yeah. Somehow the super short shorts make it even funnier. Oh, yeah. I love that. And again, it's just like what people wore in the 80s. There's no problem. There's pictures of fucking like Bill Clinton wearing super short shorts, and that's like the president wore this. Booty shorts. Yeah, exactly. Which would now be called booty shorts. Or, okay. Or Daisy Dukes if they're cut off jeans. Yeah, Sure. But I think Daisy Dukes were always sexualized, whereas these things are just like, yeah, oh, yeah they're the short shorts shorts. They, that they're I short wear shorts. because it's hot Who out. like short shorts? We wear short shorts. Yeah. There's a great story about Lemmy of Motorhead mm-hmm. where somebody comes up to him and goes like, hey, man, like, I mean, you're wearing super tiny. He's wearing hot pants, right? Mm-hmm. Like even not Daisy Dukes. They go up. Yeah. At, yeah, the, yeah. You know, at the hip. At the hip. There's a great photo of him in this. And they, they sort of go, hey, man, that's... I mean, it's not cool, though, is it? And he goes, yeah, fuck it is. Of course it's cool. You're wearing pants. Those aren't cool. Look, these breathe. It's summer. It's hot. I'm wearing shorts. These are shorts. They're cool. And they go, yeah, fuck. No, I mean, Lemmy just told me that this is cool. So, I mean, I guess it's cool now. Yeah. That's why you get a lot of metalers in those shorts at, de- at festivals. And you know what? Frankly, fine. Yeah. They only, you only, if you're confident enough to pull off what you're wearing, anything becomes cool. If you just like cool, your cool is confidence. Wear the light, wear the clothes that you like to wear. I, I used to, sh- I still show up places in a suit because I like to wear my suit. I uh, never mean, wear my suit. Mean, if I have my choice, that's what I like to wear. Mean, but try showing up to Croydon in a suit and you're like a target. So it's like, I don't do that. Me and Dan used to DJ in suits. Every Thursday when we DJ, we'd be in suits. Yeah, man. Maybe I'll bring it just back. Because, just because. Just bring back the suit. Our good friend John Byrne, he wears a suit whenever he fancies wearing a suit. Well, this is it. I just like my suit. Also, he has replicas of James Bond suits, which are beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Victor, uh, tr- he steals the van and he drives real fast and mm. crashes the van and has to hike. Meanwhile, Abby is making out with the first guy. I just said that. That's mm. fine. I'm back on my notes. We're back in the room, guys. Victor has the <laughs> only one who knows how to navigate the river. River? River. 
Take so Neil decides. So Neil decides to abandon the children on the river. Yes, and clamber up to the, the shore. Two, the, the the not even two foot deep river that he can easily walk across. Yeah, rivers are like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, oh, I know. I've I've done kayaking. Yeah, you know. So I mean, he just gets out and clambers up to the shore where there is conveniently a motorbike yep. waiting for him. That he steals. Or it's his bike because no, still, he doesn't. It, seem no, to, there's a camp. There's a camp. Yeah, there's next a camp to, set up. So he's stealing someone's camp. He someone's doesn't, bike. He doesn't exactly take the keys out. No, he just he, just he revs it up and it, goes. I guess. So the keys you, were already in it. You're 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 not thinking fourth dimensionally. Oh, I got to start thinking like yeah, this movie. Yeah, you're you're adding. You're using words like sense <laughs> and rational. <laughs> This is the part I could point out. No, I didn't use those words. But at the same time, Love. I got to start thinking like this. Movie. <laughs> of course I might have. That's fine. You, you know, you've said sense and rational oh, already. Have I? Yeah. Good. So dude abandons the kids to their fate. Yeah. Once again, I have questions. Mm-hmm. Why is Victor faster than a motorcycle? Plot. Why does a single bale of hay stop him, or the motorbike for that matter? Hilarity. I have the distinct impression that this is a reference to something no. that I don't understand. No, it's, um, you, there's always that intense action, like chase scene in like 80s cop shows and stuff, and 80s and 70s cop shows. It's the piss take of that. Oh, okay. That so they that's always, the reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just like, taking the piss of like 80s um, action movies where they, okay, they that's always the part had, I had the long chase scene where the guy or guy on feet would always outrun a car that's or crazy. a bike or a helicopter. Yeah, you know. epic jump over the hay bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I loved. <laughs> which, just... which, which he tripped over in one take. But really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I would have kept that take. Oh, you can watch it. I can link it to you, don't I? Oh, they, but in the movie, I would have kept that take and been like, the next scene he's... Oh, no, he has yeah. to be triumphant. He has to get over the evil dastardly Neil who wants to help him to help save some kids. Yeah, there's this great like upward shot of Neil doing yeah, like the leer, the leer. Yeah. And again, I'm like, that's a real specific choice. I wonder if that's a specific reference to something. Yeah, just because he's the guy pursuing. Yeah, the roles are reversed. He's the good guy, and Vince and Neil. Neil was the good guy, and. Uh, Victor's yeah, the bad I guess, guy. I guess, but I it's haven't. just flipping the roles on their head. So Victor's the one trying to escape Neil. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's clever. I guess. It, yeah, yeah. It's I like guess an, I... It's, it's like an ogre. It has layers. Yeah. So cut to a bunch of the female counselors swimming in the lake and having a nice a nice time while JJ and uh, not Jean. What is his name again? Gary. Gary. Watch from a nearby tree. Remember, you see how memorable this man is? Yeah. Uh, they, they'd be in all skeevy. Except for... Um, Except for McKinley. Who who wants to go off on his own lone adventures. And uh, Gary and JJ are talking about the fact that McKinley's... Uh, he's, he's he gets shy. uncomfortable yeah, whenever right. they talk about sexual issues. Well, You know, he's never been with a girl. Yeah. You know, and we get cut to him. He then. needs to experience the ultimate. Yeah. What? A dick in a vagina? No, no sex. Sex. <laughs> and they keep watching the girls are saying things like they're total nymphos. Throw the ball. Yes. Yeah. It's just like take it off, take it off, take it off. Yes. And it's like her shorts revealing a bathing suit. And you're like, dude, you were literally they, they're like this at every point when they're swimming. It's just what women look like in a swimsuit. You don't have to. You're not. It's oh. I, it sort of pointed out to me the ridiculousness of this kind of scene in kids movies where it's like, oh, man, we're going to watch the girls change. And I'm like what like into this is getting you off 
Like the the fact that you're secretly watching somebody play. Dude, the first in the time water. I saw a woman that wasn't my family taking her top off, I wept. Beautiful tears. Because <laughs> at that moment, I knew I was a man. Looking at a woman taking her top off. Ah, fair. But you know what I mean. It's the sort of there. There is that trope of like, oh man, it's so great. And then you sort of go, what are you expecting to get out of this exactly? And that's the sort of throw the ball. Yeah, but that's not the best thing about this. No, I know. I, I just liked that little it's moment the, of like, it, this is full, a fundamentally the full ridiculous soft situation. Core gay sex scene. I got you, but well, well, I have a thing about that. Because they're doing that, and they're total infos according to JJ and whatever, and they mm. proceed to plot a way to get one of the girls to boink McKinley, as they put it. Uh, here's the list of potentials they run through. There's uh, Debbie, who unfortunately has mono. There's yeah. Debbie Debbie, who is his cousin, cousin. so that's not going to work. Tall Debbie. Too tall. And Debbie Freeman. Oh, I can't remember what was Debbie Freeman. But uh, no, I mean, if she's going to go, then I want her. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, don't be ridiculous. We're trying to fix McKinley. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, but cut to McKinley in the sports shed with Ben in actually, I think, the sweetest, tenderest, and most loving scene in this film. Oh, no, that's the wedding. No, well, I mean, also, uh, so far, maybe. Yeah. But this is like an actual love scene yeah. as opposed to like everything it's so- else in it's this. It's softly lit as well. It's softly lit. It's beautiful, actually. Yeah. It's a really, it's really- lovely... This is a gay sex I'm, scene. I'm with which, you. I'm with you with the cinematography in this movie. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's really amazingly shot. But also the moment is quite lovely because it's like, oh, it's so sweet though, and it smells his his lover's oh, shirt. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and it's they're, uh, they're, they're clearly guy two guys in love. They're clearly two men in love. It's yeah. wonderful. I, I I don't think I was trying to figure out have I ever seen a similarly sweet gay love scene like that, and I don't. Think no, I have. it's very rare. And this is 2001 as yeah. well. Yeah, this is very. And it's set in 1981, yeah. so it's like they actually have to be illicit about it too. Yeah. So you know, this is where I was like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, is this going to be fodder for comedy or something? Because it was still 2001. Yeah. No. They, and again, you know, it, as much as it, as much as 20 years doesn't change that much, it changes enough sometimes. We yeah. We're, we're 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 in a much better. We like place to think now. so. We hope so. Yeah. Right? I I think we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're anyway. We're, but, uh, we're, I just like this. We're scene. less than a mile away from a zebra crossing that has the rainbow flag at the moment, Hooray! which is beautiful. It's quite lovely. I mean, I was just like, uh, let's be clear. I'm I'm super Kinsey scale zero. Like, I I am not gay at all. I'm not attracted to it. I thought this was super sweet, hmm. so I didn't find it sexy particularly in my own personal self. No, but it was like it's so harmless. lovely. I've seen worse. Well, forget harmless. It was lovely. It was beautiful. Yeah. No, no, it's a beautiful it, moment of exchange of love so, between yeah. two men. So I, I want to point out also, this is the two straight thing. in real life men. Well, sure, yeah. Also, mm-hmm. br- brilliant Brad, performance and Bradley, between the two of them. And Bradley Cooper. As Bradley Cooper also, sorry? Bradley Cooper's in that scene. That's Ben and Ben's Oh, Bradley shit, Cooper. yeah, that's him. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. But, you know, I, I just thought that, you, you know how I described the kissing between Katie and Andy earlier as ugly kissing? Uh, yeah, it's super that. Yeah. That's how all of the straight romantic stuff is presented in this movie. The only time that uh, that making love is presented as making love instead of boning hmm. is in the gay sex scene, oh, which yeah. is, again, quite... Yeah, 2001, this was still something of a real statement, I imagine. Oh, yeah, very much so. But again, this isn't a big cinematic release movie. This isn't an indie. Which, one way or another, I think it's a great thing. Where these kind of stories can live and thrive and get the kind of attention he was because it's nice and got that much studio. It would be a brave choice today in 2019. Yeah. It was, I think, a heroic choice in twenty uh, in two thousand one to say these gay characters are lovely people, and here is a lovely, well shot, respectful love scene between two men making love. Yeah, 
Hundred percent. Great. I good. Thank you, gentlemen. Mm. So uh, th- this movie just gained a bit of respect for me, just socially. Yeah. Uh, even if it's it earns some good awfully w- confusing. Earns some goodwill with you. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's great. But more importantly, today is the big softball game. We have to put together an unlikely team of misfits that we've been training like crazy all summer. Yeah, it's a motley crew that you'd think wouldn't be able to win a single game. We had a kooky training period where it seemed like nothing was going to go right. But guys, somehow we made it to the finals. So I say when we when those anonymously evil campers from Camp Tiger Claw. Boo! Get here. We give it our best shot. And we come from behind at the last minute with some weird trick play we made up and win the game. What do you say? It's a bit contrived. It's pretty well-worn territory. Yeah. It's kind of trite. I say we forget it. Yeah, is that, is that oh. the rest of you, Phil? Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, okay. Bus turns up. Bus turns up right behind them. And he goes, okay, I'll, I'll let them know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not feeling into it. Like, they feel oh, it's like trite. trite. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I get that. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's cool. So no, no hard feelings. No, no, it's cool. Oh no, guys, it's fine. They were totally cool with yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just perfect. That movie, that, that every baseball movie I have seen. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. So this, I like these. It's now just a writer's room. Yeah, scenarios. Beautiful. Just beautiful. I got that reference. <laughs> I got that reference yeah. too. Got that reference. I got that reference too. It's a recursive reference getting. Shit, uh, we're, in a, we're in a reference loop. Oh, no, get out. Susie and McKinley run off into the woods as after this happens. And JJ and uh, not Gene, mm-hmm. Gary, Gary, follow to watch the, them have sex, I guess. No, get promiscuous. Yeah, well, this is it. Their plan is to voyeur their way into the woods there. But, you know, oh, man, she's got a flute. It's, it's kinky. <laughs> they're, they're really going out all in here to figure out what's going on. I love JJ's facial expressions in here too, where it's uh, McKinley's a fag. Yeah, with, with ben. ben. What are we gonna do? And they're having they're having a wedding, and a, and this is the part where you said, "No, this is the most beautiful tender yeah, moment." Yeah, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, right. It's beautiful. I was only meaning to say that, like, as a moment of physical interaction, it was a beautiful scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I agree. But in I, in this, it's like it's a hippie ceremony because you can't actually get married. No, not in gay. No, of course no. not. Yeah, you know, we've had we've moved on since then, fortunately enough. Mm-hmm. And the since Mo- you can Mo- just choose Mo- who officiates Mo- it, why not a camp counselor? Mm-hmm. Why, why not a camp director? Why not? And it's uh, observed by Coop and um, what is her name again? The white yeah. lady playing the flute. Oh, that's uh, Oiler. That's Lizzie. Lizzie, something like that, I think. And Susie, 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 Susie. Susie. And of course, it's a lovely, lovely moment. I mm-hmm. thought, and it's it's a lovely wedding moment. And Garofalo is officiating. Yep. Beth, and she's is that was nice. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really beautiful scene. It's I like that everything is treated like this is a wedding. It's a beautiful moment. And of course it's you can't do a proper church wedding. I don't think that would be appropriate for No, no, the the in the river in, particular. Yeah. in the river matching like robes and floral headdresses. It just works. It works so well. So well. Yeah. Plus you could put it up in an afternoon. And they could have totally played that for laughs as well and they don't, which is which makes it work Again, so much. It better. would have been brave today. Yeah. I think at the time it was positively heroic. Oh yeah. At a time when even you and I have said before we were young and t- telling each other like uh yeah, I was still, still I was uh, yeah, I I was as a pejorative. Uh, in that it's 2001 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all doing it because it was the way society I'm spoke. I'm like that's first year of high school for me. Yeah, pretty much me too and mm-hmm. it was I think we both regret it. I think we look oh, yeah, back, 100%. we're like, 
You know, I'm not proud of it. You know, like, fortunately, society's moved on, and we've changed our habits, and we've realized that the things that we were saying as offhand comments before were whatever. So in, in that context of that society, they put out this scene, and I think if I'd seen it at the time, I would have felt rightfully a little ashamed. About, I, like, I think know, it would have made at least— I got to make you change what I, I think I, of it. I would have said—I would have used the word a lot less. Yeah, I think so, right? Especially hearing guys say it, like, just as a descriptor. It's like, they're a fag. And I'm like, oh, no, don't say that. You don't want to— but yeah. am I not doing the same thing when I say, oh, yeah. oh, maybe I shouldn't. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad that there's been advancement there. Mm, 100%. Andy continues to be an asshole while Beth tries to comfort Steve. I don't remember what Andy's doing. I think he's just doing bullshit. Uh, so is this your first year here? You haven't made a lot of friends? I, I've been here for free. You're, five years, you were my counselor for free of them. Oh, well, now I'm the camp director, so if anything you want to do... I'm like, poor Beth puts her foot in it so often. You're skipping over laser chicken. Oh, yeah. I no. do not appreciate you skipping over laser chicken. <laughs> laser chicken is my favorite. Yeah, he's just holding a chicken and firing Just firing lasers, as a laser. Like I still think the other way around, and obviously you flip it around, and that's how you get the grenade launcher. Um, that seems potentially hazardous if you're aiming at yourself half the time. <laughs> Both ends are dangerous, like in real life. Or like a horse. Yeah. Yeah, the first... The first Dangerous at both ends and curious in the middle. They're kind of curious all over. Have you ever really looked at a horse? They got like a real long face. Just super... Everything about them is super like far too long. Hey, long face. Your face is long. <laughs> is that a thing? It's a very obscure still game reference. Oh. Well, Scottish sitcom. Okay, sure. I don't think I don't know if we're adding that to the list or I'd happily do still game with you, but it's eight seasons. I think we might have to do something different. (laughs) If we were going to do still game, I'd I'd cherry pick a few episodes. Yeah, we'd have to do one or two. Uh, Andy continues to be an asshole for reasons that are in my notes, but I forget. But whatever. Uh, But yeah, Beth lacks a lot in memory. And I think it's it's no, the rib, the ribs bits coming up in a bit. Yeah, I think I made the yeah. rib bit thing. Yeah. Back to the space cadets. Uh, you might say, we're all crew members on the spaceship Earth. When? When will we say that? Anytime. Dinner. Literally anytime. <laughs> <laughs> just for, we're not tied. Ty- by the way, we haven't agreed beforehand to do these lines. We're yeah. just doing it because we like them. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Beth has come over while they're like, wait, aren't you a professor? Well, I'm an associate's professor. Oh, what does that mean? Stop it. No, no, it's okay. It means that I'm less than. And then they have a big old cry. Yeah. And Beth comes over going, hey, what's wrong? Oh, we're just having a bit of a cry. And she cries with them. Yeah. That's kind of, okay. Yeah. 1981. Evidently, everyone was into crying. I still am. Yeah. I'm crying right now. I can, I think I'll have a In my minute pants. later. Hey, now. Don't <laughs> cheapen it. But yeah, I guess uh, Niles, I mean... Uh, I mean, Henry has been reading up on camp directing, and yep. Beth has been reading up on astrophysics. Yeah, they're trying to impress each other. Yeah. They're trying they want... to see each other's naughty bits. Yeah, they're each other's professional naughty things. Yeah. Uh, Beth has been like, well, maybe next time we can talk about gravity, gravitational collapse, hmm. black holes, and just rattles off a bunch of stuff. And then Niles goes, man, like, immediately as everyone leaves, yeah. goes, hey, I was really impressed about what you did back there. Yeah. It just happened like 30 seconds ago. That's not back there, <laughs> which I sort of get that in a movie setting, 
you would cut to that immediately yeah. in like a future time, but they just didn't cut. And that's no. such a good choice. I love it. I love the they've gone from people who met and gradually for the movie they become a married couple. It's weird, right? I love it. This is like an hour. In the space of two hours, they're like pretend they're being it's oh, so good. Oh, it's the day. This we're near the end of the day. We're about to approach dinner. We're almost there. But I swear this movie is nothing but excuses for booty shots because Lindsay is there bending over for not for getting, no reason. Getting yeah. ribs. Yeah. She sort of saunters over to say, hey, you got any more corn? Mm. Uh, to Andy, who turns around and goes like, uh, what? Have you got any more corn? And she has the greatest sort of let's go expression on her face and also rather a lot of barbecue sauce. It's a little it's a little dab at the side of her mouth to begin with. And then it just rapidly yeah. gets worse. Until it's like, have Sorry. you ever seen a toddler try to eat spaghetti? Yes. It's that. I fed a toddler spaghetti. Yeah, don't do that. You, you you don't. They just wear it, and then if you're lucky, they might eat some of it. Yeah, exactly. So she's wearing some barbecue sauce, and yeah. Andy's sort of going, yeah, you got a bit of, uh, and does the hand gesture, and she goes, what? What is this? Yeah. You got a bit of stuff on your face. Well, it's barbecue sauce. Yeah. yeah it's, it's kind of gross. What? It's just barbecue sauce. It's kind of foul. Yeah. <laughs> what? I want to make out. And he's sort of looking at it going, I want to I make mean, out too, but not with barbecue face. You know what? I wouldn't say no. <laughs> what to Elizabeth Banks? You're damn right you wouldn't say no. Uh, barbecue, also, it's a barbecue sauce because both of those things are delicious. Yes, they are. <laughs> Very good. Nice. You know what? You get a doctor. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's funny. I just like it. The, the, a lot of this film and why it's hard to talk about on a podcast yeah. is that it's visual. Visual, it's very visual. So. But I mean, we're nearing the end. We're we're, we're definitely we're in the, latter, we're in the latter half. We're in the latter half. Yeah. Ben and Niles. I mean, Henry. Finally, Beth and Niles. Not Ben. Sorry, Beth and Niles. I mean, Henry. Yeah. Finally, smooch in the middle of a capture the flag game, as in directly in the middle of the field of play. <laughs> yep. As they're running around them. Oh hi, Wilhelm. <laughs> Wilhelm crashes in. This is the Wil- yeah. this is the obligatory first Wilhelm scream of the movie, where a kid yeah. just goes. Whoa! Yeah, it's not a good Wilhelm scream. I might insert one. I don't think I will. You're the editor, man. Yeah, maybe. In- Somehow, I knew that guy would show up at some point. Just some something about this movie told me there's gonna just be a out in the wild Wilhelm scream. Of course. Yeah, and now there's a Jamaican sprinter grabbing the flag. Yeah, in slow motion. I think he's supposed to be Nigerian. I mean, it's it's green and yellow, so I wondered. I like, think that is not because uh, it's the or uh, Kenyan. I, no, Kenyan could be Kenyan. Kenyan, Kenyan, Af- Kenyan runners. Yeah, sure. I I just I didn't know. So I guess there was no black on his uniform, so it couldn't. Mm. Any, I don't know. But the the man is clearly like an adult, uh, very fit, very sort of that marathon yeah. runner style body, the very lithe, Who strong body. Everybody. Who just outruns everybody in slow motion, Carl. I have questions. Hello. Why is Coop getting the slow-mo action sports treatment for falling on his face and waving at his girlfriend? Because, who, who, who he hopes is his girlfriend. Because he, it's that loving moment of, even though I'm a klutz, there's my lady. Oh. She Why li- is there a random She likes me because I'm a klutz. Why is there a professional runner running in the children's race? Camp, camp's a weird place, man. You get, you, well, he can't go to camp. 
Are you saying that that guy can't go to camp? Is there no one Abby will not smooch? Nope. JJ this time. JJ this time. Cut to water skiing. This is the part you you, you went to before. Andy is somehow still trusted to do this job. Yeah. They argue, and then as he looks back, the kid has disappeared, and another kid has died. Hi, Wilhelm. Again. Yep. And this is this is a higher pitched Wilhelm. Oh, yeah. I've done that. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. And then, I shouldn't. Course, I shouldn't make fun. But like sound designers, if you're out there, this was Ben Burt's thing. Make your own thing. Yeah. It wasn't a thing before him. You can make your own Wilhelm scream. You just have to believe in yourself. Was, Find some obscure piece of whatever from a film that's not licensed to anything, and just use that. Which movie uses the pottery clash more than the Wilhelm scream anyway? It does, yeah, but also still, right? And, like, Andy, you can make your own cliche. Andy, it. it's, it's Andy and... Um, you oh, taste like burger. I don't like you anymore. Yeah. JJ's driving the boat, but Andy and JJ now drown another kid. Yep. But you know the drill by now. But Time to it, dump the witness. Yep. <laughs> Pizza party. God damn. <laughs> Pizza party. And it is two different kids. I looked. It is, it is yeah. It's kids. two different, and they have a... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> This is so awful. But yeah, uh, now we got a scene of Coop and Katie in his special place where he goes to think, which is very barn-like. It is a barn. It is a barn. And they, they have a sweater scene. This one I got. This reference I got. How could you not? Yeah. So uh, they say, hey, I'm a little cold. I'm a little cold, too. Switch jacket. Uh, and Katie says, oh, hey, do you want my sweater? Yeah, I'd like that. And Coop puts her sweater around his neck. Yeah. She says, well, now I'm even colder than I was before. Cool. Hey, you want my flannel? Yeah. yeah, I'd like that. And he puts his flannel around her. Hey, uh, this is a really nice shirt. Yeah, it's my favorite shirt, so I'm going to want it back. What, you mean like right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here you go. So now wearing Katie's sweater, sweater. he puts his flannel back over, over himself. <laughs> and then they go, what are we doing? And they kiss. Lovely. But I just, that was such a lovely, I like that. It's, I like messing with that trope. I love, I love uh, any of the trope play here is really good. This movie is trope play the movie. Yeah. Is what it is. Expectation subversion to the max. Yeah, but it's like, it's trope subversion. It's not, they're not building an expectation that then they subvert. They're just saying, here is a trope that you may be aware of. Mm-hmm. We're going to fuck with it for a while. Because I definitely didn't get some of the tropes. So after all of that, they finally smooch. Yep, him and Katie. We must nearly be at the ending montage where Katie will dump Andy and everything will be good, right? Nope. I checked the runtime, 41 minutes left. Yep. God damn it. All right, so back to therapy with Gail. Kind of wholesome. Yep. Bit more closure, does the role play. Yeah, does the role play here. It's like her on the phone to her ex-husband. Coop, now on the phone with his parents, telling him, telling them about him and Katie. That she's found someone. I mean, I, he's found someone and he has the line like, sorry, what? I think, I don't know. Maybe she does have a big nose. <laughs> Which, like, is it like, is she a nice Jewish girl? Yeah, That's what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, of course. I love that. Yeah. But of course, it's the one phone in the office. So Beth is there yeah. just listening in going, uh, maybe you're jumping the gun a little bit there. <laughs> Beth jumping the gun. You're, you're crazy. You're crazy. Silly. Joking. Jumping the gun. <laughs> yeah. I love Coop. He's so fun. He's so good. Have we mentioned how good a performance he was? Oh, Michael Showalter, he's amazing. He's so good. Really, and really. I didn't know he was directing, too. So wrote, you, wrote and directed this, yeah. Wrote, directed, starred in. Yeah. That's crazy. Like <sighs> This is Wiseau done correctly. <sighs> I, I maintain Wiseau done correctly is still Wiseau. 
<laughs> because like there's I've no, seen... but this is someone who's juggling multiple hats and doing a pretty damn good job of it. A pretty damn good is an understatement. Yeah. Listen, I mean, if you've have you worked on film sets? Because I have, mm-hmm. and it's it's unbelievably the amount of work that goes into a single minute on screen is yeah. unbelievable. If you've never seen it, so to do to wear three hats all the time, just directing is exhausting. So you know, listen, hats off to him. Mm-hmm. What's next? Cut to the cafeteria. JJ and Gary. Well, they show up because they have something for McKinley and Ben, who are concerned that they might know mm-hmm. their secret. It's a Sage Lounge. Chaise Lounge. Yeah. Fine. We didn't know if you already had one. So we kept the receipt. Oh, no, we already do. So they have a lovely wedding present for them. Because yeah. when they said, what are we going to do? They're fags. What they meant was, they're getting married. We, we have them get them a, a present. Gift. Fuck, we didn't know. We need to go quick. So they got them a, a lovely piece of furniture for their wedding. It's nice. It's lovely, I think. And again, expectations of version. I guess a little bit, yeah. So, so this one I got, it was the sort of, this one they built the subversion and whatever, because yeah. I was expecting, oh shit, is this going to turn into a thing? Because all movie we've been like, these are shallow assholes. And they are, but they're also like, no, but these are our friends though, chill. Yeah. You know. Like when the shit hits the fan, I get the impression that they're assholes to each other in the way that friends take the piss. It's like how me and Dan are with each other. Yeah, yeah. But like the second you actually need one another. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're right there, right? But yes, cut the cafeteria where JJ and Gary. No, that's sorry, the thing I just said. Sorry. Now back to Gene in the kitchen having a heart to heart with can of mixed veg. Yep. Voiced by Bob himself. Yep. Or Archer. Or Archer himself. Or H. H. John Benjamin. Or H. Yeah. John, have you listened to his... John Benjamin is a fucking treasure. Oh, yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah. I remember him first in home movies. Uh, for me, so it was, for me that were, um, it's Archer was the series that got me. But I've been, I've been watching Archer since season one aired in the States. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah Home Movies was like super early. Yeah, I know. I know of Home Movies. Yeah, was, yeah. I'd like, I think you'd yeah. like it. If I know. I've, wa- I've watched some of it. The Redhead oh, okay. Kid, Redhead That's Kid, it, Big yeah. Nose. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. it. Yeah, yeah. He's the coach. He's the coach. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's been years Brandon, since i watched Boom. Yeah, yeah. Have you listened to his jazz album? Yes, <laughs> jazz album. He wrote a jazz album. This is uh, John Benjamin, the voice actor yeah. behind this. Just side note. He wrote a jazz album called I Should Have Learned to Play Piano. <laughs> he showed he booked a jazz session at a studio, yeah. hired a bunch of session musicians, like proper session jazz guys, showed up and just didn't tell them that he couldn't actually play piano and sat down at the piano and said, all right, let's go. What key? Uh, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he just starts playing nonsense and he recorded a whole album like this. So there's great interviews with him. Interesting. He did a ser- he did an interview on the Colbert Report where they had their band play along with him and just everyone laughing like fucking crazy. Nah. It's a beautifully funny album if you know what you're listening to. Cool. Anyway, side note, I'm I'm promoting the guy's thing because fuck this guy's so good. Please help him in any way you can by listening to his stuff. Oh, I think you're going to love yeah. it. But yeah, the the can of beans says like, listen, no, you you clearly said you're going to smear mud on your ass, mm-hmm. Gene. If you're gonna smear mud on your ass, smear mud on your ass. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell you what to do in your private time, but be honest. Yeah, stop lying, basically. Stop lying. Be, be truthful. I'll tell you something myself. I can I can suck, suck my, my own dick, dick. and I, I do, do it, it a lot. lot. 
There, I was honest. And it feels good to be honest. <laughs> and Jean goes, oh, right. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll be honest. <laughs> so the whole time, it's just like, I, no, I didn't say that. Stuff blurts out. I like Jean. He's cool. Meanwhile, Katie tells Coop that their smooch was a mistake and breaks it off with him. No. Then yeah. he runs out into the greatest pratfall of all time. It was pretty good. It was cartoon stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he proceeds with the requisite I love you speech as if a speech is going to change someone's mind. Predictably, it doesn't work. I mean, for this to work, he needs some kind of kung fu training under an old wise master to win her back. And there's where's he even going to find an old Vietnam vet with a host of mental issues to help him with this? The kitchen. No, I don't think so. Anyway, Gene delivers a grand speech to sweeping music about something presumably also about humping the fridge. Kind of love Gene. I had, that's right. I got dick cream. I found all my sweaters and I like to hump a fridge. And I occasionally smear mud on my ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, the crashing sound effects are back from just every be stock you, library. Be everything. I'm okay, Ma. I'm okay. Yeah, it's just like, I have no idea what that speech is about. Do you? Uh, I don't know what kind of message is in that yeah. speech. <laughs> but yeah, we're wrapping up the loose ends now. Radio Kid gets dragged off to have a shower finally. Yep. So, like, again, this, yeah, well, what we this said, is the but... sort of thing legit happens. Uh, Niles, I mean Henry, has something serious to tell Beth, though. Me or the Benjamin, five in ten seconds. Uh, not quite, not quite. <clears throat> Don't even tell me you have crabs. No. I do, but that's not the point. Yes, but not that point. <laughs> I need to... Me- <laughs> this isn't the time or the place to discuss it. Beth, meet me at the picnic table in ten seconds. I'll tell you all about it. I counted. It. It's a full ten seconds. Beth, Hello. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Let's get right to it. You may recall 10 seconds ago, I asked you to join me here by the picnic table so I can tell you what's going on. <laughs> just, oh my. Okay. So this is the part where I had to pause the movie uh, to laugh because fuck, this was good. It's clever. Oh my God. Was this clever? Very clever. I could not stop laughing for a full several minutes. This was so good. It's And partly it's the delivery that I can't even – like, they're both completely – you know the delivery in Airplane? Yeah. That's just completely straight from everyone. Oh, yeah. If, of course this it's is not, happening. None, none of this is played for laughs. It's not played for laughs. It just is what it is. Yeah. This is reality now. Deal with it. And it's great. I thought was a pl- – what I thought was a planet. But then I thought it was a meteorite. But what I actually think it is is this is a – a broken off piece of Skylab, the International Space Station, and it's heading right for the camp. Oh my God! <laughs> and there's more? <laughs> As the intonation yeah. is, and there's more? Yeah. I can just imagine David Hyatt Pierce attempting not to crack up all the time. It's beautifully done. <laughs> but yeah, the camp's in danger because whatever. But the, fortunately, the science kids are there and they can build a device to track the thing. Which accomplishes, well, we can know where it's going to fall, and that can save lives on the scale of the Hindenburg. But the only way we can make work is if we can randomly generate numbers. Um... Not yet! Sorry. Not yet! No, that's a reveal later. Sorry. Because Coop goes to appeal to Andy's better nature. Because based on his prior behavior, that's definitely likely to work. Uh, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that's sure. just seconds up. That's yeah. it. One second, that's all you wanted, right? Yeah. So so, how long are you going to be? I don't know, two, three minutes. Or is I don't know, like three. Well, you, so you want more than a second. Seven, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, how long do you want? Like, I don't know, like three minutes, two minutes, two, three, three minutes tops. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> B- 
But yeah, that's when Coop gets uh, promptly told to fuck off and has a bunch of cartoon shenanigans, slips on a banana peel, gets and his foot <laughs> stuck in a in a bucket, kicks the bucket off, slips on a banana peel into a kiddie pool. And the bucket lands on his head. Yeah, it's straight up like Hanna-Barbera. Oh, yeah. It's kind of great. He... Now a bunch of poorly explained stuff happens. The Skylab tracker might save the world and also get Niles, I mean Henry, his tenure, and also save the camp. He finds this out somehow because halfway through the line he goes, I'm just getting word that like, <laughs> How? How are you just getting word, Henry? Okay, just go with it. It's this movie now. This is where we're at. This is reality now. Gotcha. Coop is sad, but Gene is there to train him in the ways of Kung Fu. I mean love and self-respect. No, wait, I mean jazz tap. No, wait, I mean hiking. I mean jogging. I mean snatching objects out of his hand for some reason. It's a classic 80s montage. It is. a. We need a montage. Montage. Seriously, what's with the can of mixed vegetables? I would tell you, but it will ruin the prequel. Got it. So, hey, remember Victor? He's back. And so is Neil. Who wants Beth? Who wants to warn Beth that the kids are about to go over some rapids? <gasps> yeah, they're clearly the boat's not moving, and there's like a prop waterfall in yeah. front of them. I love that; it's so good in lo-fi. But yeah, so like, let's let's start from the beginning. I have questions. Why are they all yelling? Why are they recording the call from Victor on a tape machine? Dramatic effect, parodying cop shows. Why are they trashing the infirmary? Because they need to get the results, damn it. But wh- what does... And, and, and they don't know where the phone so is. They're looking for Why the phone. doesn't Beth know where the phone in the infirmary is? Marijuana's a hell of a drug. Whatever she was on earlier is also a hell of a drug, evidently. Yeah, she just literally spent an hour in town doing drugs. Moving on. Yeah, so Victor finds Abby making out with... With with one of the children, I think she's making out with the, the camper, the the kid who moose. announces stuff. Moose, moose, yeah, kids, with, moose, who yells things moose. like "It's dinner time!" Yeah, so she's the counselor, and he lights with, his own fart. She's making out with with a child's mate. What? Yeah, why is she's she, a thirteen year old oh, kid? Okay, so that's not on. That's just not on. That that that's the part of this movie you have the problem with. That's one of them. That I just sort of went. Is she like? Let, not legit. She's not legit making out with a kid. She's making out with a child. No, her hands over her mouth. No, I know. Like in real life, fine. But like yeah. the like, I, it's acting. I understand yeah. the craft of filmmaking. What I'm saying is the character is portrayed as making out with a child. That's gross and disturbing. Is it not gross and disturbing to you? Yeah, the guy humping the That a the person fr- the- in power to- Yes, I get it. I, it's, it's disturbing, but it's, again, I'm- The other ones are ridiculous, though. It's humping a fridge. I don't care about the fridge. The fridge is not going to be hurt by this. Hey, fridge life matters. It, it's not even fridge. Look, don't you paint me as being some kind of anti-fridge fringe element. <laughs> All right. Uh, but you know, like, come on, is, is this not disturbing to you? Because like I've done youth work and this is like, I okay. had like uh, it's stuff not, going It's only because I know it's a movie. Yeah, I know. It's At this point, the character If it was real like, life, if the actress was making no, out no, with no, a kid, no. yeah, yeah, I'd have a problem with it. But I know it's all fake. Well, of course it's all fake. I have suspension yeah. of disbelief to a degree. I guess And it's not a focal point of the story, so. No, I got you to a certain extent. It's supposed to be an old quick, oh, snap moment, and then you go I back guess, to the movie. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess I also don't know how old Abby is supposed to be. 13. She's, a, she's, she's not a counselor. She's a kid at the camp. Oh, I see. So now the Andy thing is even... Now the counselor's having sex with Abby is even worse. They're only a couple of years older. 
Yeah. Like two years older at the most. In so which case, fair A 13 yeah, and yeah. a 15 year old is not an odd couple. I, I dated a 13 year old when I was 15. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I didn't take that into consideration. I thought she was one of the counselors. So therefore it's like, well, this is a position of power thing. That's real easy mm. to, that's awful. So that's one of the things I had a problem with, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I reacted to sort of like, oh shit. But again, I, I got safeguarding training. So for me, yeah, it's no, like no, I, I, paid it, I, appreci- I paid laser I appre- attention to it. Because I, appre- of that. I appreciate that. So yeah. <clears throat> so uh, Victor finds Abby making out with the campers and she goes, okay, you're going to think this is so shallow, but what was your name again? <laughs> As he's just spent the last entire day running through the woods, getting his face bloodied, yelling the name Abby because he's obsessed with her, loves her, whatever it is he thinks. He just wants to get his D W. He just wants to, yeah. <laughs> but to hear now that she doesn't even remember his name is like, ah, oh, shit, I've made a mistake, haven't I? Yeah. So now they're rescuing kids from some rapids because Victor is the only one who knows how to read. And they run back. And they run back. In seconds. In seconds. It's fine. I'm just along for the ride at this point. I just love Jojo Trula because they can't show the epic action scene of him saving the kids because they have not got the budget for it. It's like, what? What? What what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's doing it. You're doing it. it. It's just watching Neil react to things. It's like a precursor to the YouTube thing of watching people react to the it's thing. It's the you're precursor to him as Boyle from Brooklyn Nine Nine. The character's very much the same. Yes, that show I've definitely yeah. seen. No, I'm just saying. I'm just got it. <laughs> so uh, the space debris, debris. What? No, <laughs> it's been a long day, Carl. The space debris is coming. Uh, no, 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 no. It will, it will be henceforth referred to as the space space debris. debris. The space debris. Uh, so it is the space oh the Jewish circumcision. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Anyway, Victor does a whole bunch of awesome badass stuff, which we see off screen. We don't see it. It's fine, it including it. snipping the tip. Apparently, yeah, I guess. So the he's got the greatest quip though. Hey, Neil, next time we go camping, you drive the van. just gets a bit more god they just laugh far too much at that which is like funny i guess i love it that was pretty good uh there might be a way to use the device that tracks the space debris to (laughs) just its course away from the rec hall no that's the thing that yeah uh but there's a problem yeah they need to be able to randomly calculate uh generate numbers between one and twenty any dungeon master worth his weight in goldlings doesn't go anywhere without their 20, 20 Saturday day. Side note, what? It's a D20. Yeah. We'll just call it a D20. Yeah, we but I guess it. in 2001, nobody understood what that was. So 20 like, what is a D20? Die, bro. Uh, fair enough. I, I guess in character with him, he likes to be rather discursive. Yeah. So he's like, he's going to say the whole thing. Yeah. Is he comic book guy? I think so. Yeah, maybe. So the talent show is happening, and they have an old stand-up comedian who is getting far more laughs than he's earning. I think the I audience to, is broken, Carl. I used to eat breakfast that was pterodactyl eggs and raptor bacon. I went to camp so long ago, we used to call it arts and farts and crafts. <laughs> the, but ever, the crowd is laughing like lunatics. I haven't been to this camp in an age. A stone age. No, wait, I mean an ice age. It was an ice age. Oh, my God, he's the funniest man. My sides. Yeah, my I don't. Yeah, so he's just, that's annoying in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. But I'm also like, am I, is this the drugs? Is this movie the we drugs, We got the Carl? white kids doing black stand-up. 
Uh, yeah, I tried to find another way to phrase that, but you're right. That's what's happening. <laughs> so it's... Uh, Moose lights a fart. Yeah, it's a boy balancing a broom. Some girl... The amazing broom balancer. Well, he balances it for three seconds and goes away to riotous applause. Some girls singing a song about friendship. Friends, friends, friends to us, to bunk seven. Oh, super sweet, though. And then a kid... Oh, everybody had that like group who does their their talent show thing is dedicated to their friends yeah. who aren't talented. Which is fine. Yeah, and then Moose lights his fart on fire. And Moose! A really out of place stand-up routine. Moose! About how black people and white people are different from one another. And uh, Gail's ex-husband is here for some reason. But Gail is having none of it. Good for her. With the support of the children from man. therapy. <laughs> also a legitimately lovely performance of Day by Day from Godspell. Yes. Boo! Yeah, everyone hates it. They like it during the performance. And then the cross shows up and everyone's like, boo! And yeah. Yeah, I guess that was the reception to Godspell at the time, too. It was like, we really like it, but what's with all this religion stuff? Mm. And you're like, it's called Godspell. What were you expecting? There's going to be religious shit in Godspell. Uh, the trials and tribulations of an um, international spelling bee. And the one competitor who's slowly unraveling from addiction to Ritalin. Was that Godspell? No, that's just that's my pitch for Godspell. Oh. You're not the only one who could pitch weird movies, Paul. Oh, you were like pitching an actual spell yeah, you, you, passed yeah. by. Got it. Sorry, I needed to take a second to catch up with you. You moved forward. No, it's God spell. Got it. Got it. I'd watch it. I'd totally watch that movie. I'd, I'd watch it on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, legitimately nice vocal performance, I think. Yeah. I think I they're all legit. By, the, the thing you're about to see sucks dick. <laughs> God, it's amazing. But go ahead, Nitch. <laughs> Yeah, I love her. She's great. So more unearned laughs for a hack of a stand-up. Seriously, what's going on? While the, outside, the kids are still randomly generating numbers on the D12 to yep. stop the piece of Skylab hitting the rec center. Coop is here with his new Kung Fu montage seduction powers. And the last act of the talent show, Steve, who I fully expect to dance the robot. Nope. But he doesn't. He summons wind. He uses his psychic powers to bring a hurricane. He is the Tempest. Why is he the Tempest, Carl? Um, oh, it's a, it's the running trope in eighties movies that if you're a, a slightly weird nerd, you had if you're a slightly weird nerd, you had magical powers. Oh, so yeah, this guy has uh, this guy has psychic cosmic powers. Teeny tiny living space. No, I think his living space is quite adequate, honestly. In the tiny box that Coop gave to Katie in his montage, mm -hmm. uh, it was his flannel, like his entire flannel in this tiny little box, which is quite funny. So she runs outside and tells Coop that she loves him. Hooray! I think the lesson here is that montages solve everything. Yeah. For some reason, in the intensifying hurricane, Abby and Lindsay decide to make out. Literally no reason. Mm-hmm. 80s slow clap for the display of awesome psychic powers. Yeah, sort of like that. I could probably put in more applause here, but I think it's funnier if we don't. <laughs> I don't know, but DJ sound! Thank you.
Yeah. <laughs> you actually want me to put that of in? Of course I, I do. You hate me when, you, when I do that. Yeah, but I know. But I get when I put it in, it's fun. Welcome to my life. When I put <laughs> it in, it's fun. <laughs> Not the first time I've said that today. And now we're all ready for the happy ending. Hooray. Wait, did Ben and Niles, I mean Henry, just say they're having a baby? It's like the Skylab thing crashed safely to the side, either by the wind or something yeah. else. We don't know. Like everything's done and everything's wrapped up in a nice little package. But they, then they're like, oh, well, you know, maybe we can move down to Florida. I got the award. And he hands the award just to a PA <laughs> off screen. Yeah. Not on it. Like, it's amazing. I just love it. it, it um, I, got the, I got the award. You got the award. Oh, baby. Now you can get your tenure. Now you can get your tenure. Yes. And NASA's going to move me down to Florida at Cape Canaveral. Well, I knew I'd fall in love with you and you moved down there. I told them I need an apartment for two. <laughs> also... You can come back here. They'll fly you back every summer. Oh, wonderful. And I know that maybe we, we've had trouble with the thing, but we can adopt if the, it's already happened. We're having a baby in three hours. Three hours she met. The, like, this Not, is no, the, actually, this hang is on. The next day. This is a day. Okay, one day. They've known in 24 hours. Well, do they know it's Christmas, Carl? Because that's happened now. Yeah. All right. That's definitely 100% how babies work. The the um, art teacher and the kid are dating. Oh, going uh, again! Then they're getting married. The the art t- the Gail and the and the little boy who is definitely younger than she is. Carl are getting married. What? Yeah. Why? I have questions. It's the running trope with her character is that whoever is slightly nice to her, she ends up she marries. It runs right like through into the first the, the prequel as well. Somebody should have stopped this marriage. <laughs> Jesus, the kid's nine. She's 33, 34, she even says. Yeah, but she it's the kid's more of like a 67-year-old and an eight-year-old's body. Ugh! <laughs> Mate. I'm not condoning it. Ugh! Yeah, that was super gross for me. I, I was when it was stopped being funny to me, and I was just like, uh. That is mad gross. Uh, <laughs> what? Just what? All right. But yeah, it looks like a happy ending for her, too. Okay. Mm. And the Science Club kids are doing well, including young Robin Williams ripoff Nanu Nanu. Nanu Nanu. You know, I wonder if it was the wind that blew that thing off or actually our machine. It was definitely our machine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then uh, inexplicably British-voiced kid, you know, I think this was the best summer ever. (laughs) <laughs> nanu, nanu. nanu yeah nanu. perfect yeah and katie and coop now i mean i'm expecting it. presumably they're they're not gonna have their happily ever after um except that yeah so uh listen this isn't really gonna work for me because you see you are super nice and sweet and great but the thing is andy is hot really hot just unbelievable he is cut mm-hmm. like from marble just just a second here. We have seen Andy with his shirt off. Don't I mean it's not bad. It's it's it, this is Cut. This, this is pre the Ant-Man workout. Yeah, I mean like have you seen him since? He, he Like unless she can see the future. She he, got, he got swole. He's super like he's actually cut now. But like back then like we've seen him in this movie with a shirt off and I'm like, "Eh, it's all right." Like he's he's doesn't he's not fat. He's not a big dude, whatever. And again, he's 30 at this point. Yeah, right? I'm like, all right, well. 
whatever. Listen, I mean, when she describes him this way, I'm like, really? Him? All right. But yeah, uh, so our super harsh takedown because it includes, like, I didn't write the whole thing down, mm. but it's an amazing fucking Coop's facial expressions throughout are fucking gold. It's hot. She just goes, yeah. You can listen. pinpoint the exact frame where his heart breaks. <laughs> a couple. Yeah. And then where it breaks again, yeah. she goes like, she sort of cuts him off at the pass, every pass that he might take through this conversation to be like, yeah, but. Yeah. Right? She goes, right, well, listen, what my priorities are, like, so maybe when we're older and I'm thinking about marriage, yeah, maybe that would be interesting. But for right now, my priorities are pretty much sex mm-hmm. with Andy specifically and not with you. Right? I was just like, you predicted exactly what he was about to say. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You're just like, well, if it's about that, then how about we, no, 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 Andy, not you. Sorry, later. Which in another way is also like, all right, I now know for 100% certain what's going on. I don't need to waste my time with this anymore. That sucks, but whatever, I can deal with it. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a better take. Like, if anybody, that's a better way to end things than, oh, yeah, I guess uh, maybe, I don't know. Like, don't try to be kind. Just be like, no, it's not happening. Because then everybody can be like, all right, I guess it's not happening. Never mind, fuck. Never interested. I'll move on. Yeah, I get told I'm too blunt because that's the kind of reactions I give people. It's like, well, fuck about it, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like, poor Coop, like, he's had the... Oh, no, it sucks. I've been, I've been that guy. I've been. Oh, yeah, I I've, think we I've, all I've, have. I've had that situation. I think many me. ladies have been that guy, too. Yeah. I think a lot of people have had that experience. Plenty of trash out there, man. Yeah, man, totally. I don't think Katie's trash. I think she's just, like, unbelievably cognizant of what she wants. Yeah. She is a strong, independent woman that needs no man. Well, I mean, right now, she kind of wants Andy, though. But needs penis. There's yeah, she means she definitely wants one of them. She wants to smash, man. She wants yeah. to smash hard. She needs at least one of them. She wants to smash. Yeah, probably. Smash. D- why are you trying to make that? Are you trying to put that on a t-shirt, Carl? Smash. Because we will... Smash, smash. Khan is already a Stephen Lawson thing. Oh. Well, why are you doing a his thing? Because I like to say smash. Fair. And also, <laughs> also, it's, it, also, it's in the lexicon as a euphemism now for sex. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, that was the wet hot. That's wet hot that American wet summer. Hot. All right, Paul, what, you, what, did, what did you think? Paul, Paul, I love this movie. It's one of those gems that I'm glad I found. And then the great thing about it is there's three other, there's tons of, there's tons of stuff that's come out of it. You've got the two prequel, the prequel and sequel series of Wet Hot Summer, Wet Hot American Summer, the first day at camp, which is filmed ten year, uh, 16 years after Wet Hot. But is uh, set the day before. Set 30 days, yeah. set eight weeks beforehand. And then oh, you've yeah, got yeah. Uh, Wet Hot America Summer 10 years later, which is their reunion, their 10-year camp reunion. 9.30. 9.30. And they, they meet, well, it's the, the movie, the series about the day before. Oh, okay. Is the day of the, the, their anniversary, so. Sure. <laughs> I liked it. The first, I, I always get down to this, the, the first bit of all movies, I'm mm. like watching a bunch of disconnected, weird like grotesque marionettes parade around in front of me and I don't know who anybody is or what's going on or whatever. It's very, it's like a weird disconcerting experience. Most of the way through act mm. one always. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know if that's just me being weird or something, but like, we just give you the title of these movies and you have no content. We don't tell you what style yeah, of movie it is. I or, guess, right. Like, because we want you to go in with no in, in a way, I quite, I quite like that. Cause, cause, it's also um, a weird thing. Because it's... Like, Look, characters. Uh, all right. Because it skewed your... Because I, I realized when we gave you... Because uh, you came up with what you thought for Ragnarok was, and it was completely different from what you were expecting. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So and I kind of like that. I, I, but I love that perspective. Yeah, so I did not know this was a parody. 
No. I th- I thought this was just a summer movie, so I went into it going like, oh, okay, whatever. So I now know what to ex- uh, okay, I don't. And then after, mm-hmm. I think where it goes off the rails for me is the drug scene, and then everything after that is just a drug. Oh, by the way, one one of the best bits. Speaking about just before the drug scene, the nurse runs up to um, the, um Beth's car. Oh yes, and just goes. I, if you're going you into, into town, town, can you go to the pharmacy and get me some lube? My husband's coming to town, and for I- my pussy. And, she, and Garofalo just sort of looks straight off into the distance yeah. and drives away. <laughs> yeah. Love that line. No, I, I it's again, um, I showed Dan this movie and he had pretty much the same reaction as you. Was this? I really enjoyed this, but what the fuck? I, I don't know if I really enjoyed it. I, I think right. it was fun in a lot of ways. On the, I like the second watch a lot more than I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, for those of you who are maybe listening for uh, for the first time, this is the uh, way I work this. I watch it once just to watch it. And then I watch it again to sort of pause it and write jokes and, you know, do the summary and take my notes and whatever. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot more on the second one because things like the can of soup or the can of, the can can of, of mixed vegetables. Can of mixed vegetables. That can doesn't only – there's two characters that speak to that can. There's Gene, obviously, and there's Gary yeah, who speaks to the can. But not any person. It's just the can. Just the can. He just picks up this can of veg and goes, maybe you should talk to him. Mm-hmm. He's talking to him about Gene. So I'm like – on the second watch, I caught that again, and I'm like, wait. The can is actually a – the can. Oh. this isn't just Gene's delusion, or if it is – it's the can is re okay fine so we're in you find out about you you find out about the can in the prequel and again the thing where i said about the 11 Mm. o'clock meeting at uh whatever i got a thing at 11 in 10 years Mm -hmm. what time does the wedding take place 11 11 Mm o'clock on that day yeah in 10 years time on this day i'm going to have a thing at 11 yeah Brilliant! It's their anniversary. It's their anniversary. He mm. knows for a fact what he's going to be doing in 10 years, even if the other guys are like, well, that's weird anyway. Mm. But why would a he little... move his anniversary twice? <gasps> Conspiracy. He had to reschedule the <laughs> no, yeah, wedding no. twice. Don't worry. That because also features in their anniversary features into the 10 years later. I mean, I figure well. probably. But this is like just little examples like this of I, I respect that- the fuck out of the craft. Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. This is an unbelievably, fundamentally, ex- un- just, just so well crafted. I can't even get the words out. Inexplicably well crafted. Mm-hmm. The every single shot was perfect. The sound design was perfect. The music was perfect. The acting was perfect. Everything was fucking great. Somehow I was like, other than the laughing at mm-hmm. um, at Niles, I mean Henry. He was like a fu- him and Garofalo are like the fucking winners. I think what it is is I went in thinking this was going to be a serious ish movie, especially based on the intro mm-hmm. dance sequence. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so this is like a seventies ish like slice of life movie. That's sort of what I'm expecting, and then it it devolved into this bizarre, uh, surreal, weirdscape. Yeah. I'm I'm using the word weirdscape. It is very bizarre and everything like that, but it's just a movie weirdly would work. It would play so well now if it was released. I think to it's feed, the- to feed the fact that it's play, it came out in 2001 and the, the concepts that they tackle is very, very. I think if you were to have told me, watch this movie, it's super funny. Yeah. I would have enjoyed the first watch more. Now mm. that I've watched it twice, I'm like, actually, I really quite liked the second watch because I stopped to laugh a few times. Yeah. 
And I think at some point in the first movie, I sort of got again. I think I think you need the shock value in that first watching. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Because yeah. I, I wouldn't was I, was I was just mostly confused, and there's still some elements where I'm like, don't don't elevate no, pedophilia the, as like a nice thing to do. No, but again, it's it's again it's a it's a choice. But it, I think there's more good in this movie than. Oh, definitely. There's like three things I have a problem with, and those yeah. problems are not to do with the craft of the film. It's no. to do with the themes that they've and the way that they've chosen to present the theme. And it's mostly of like this young per- and like now that it's a, like let's take it's a parody comedy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sexualizing sixteen year olds is not not similar in if you're thirty five, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that not similar enough territory to sexualizing like a ten year old like Gail does? it's it's uncomfortably close so i wonder if that's a deliberate choice that they made to I think try to point is. that out to be like you were just looking at a at an underage girl mm-hmm. why is this different yeah i mean of course it's a little bit different but it's like how how different is it really so i mean if i'm giving them a lot of credit which i think based on the craft and the attention to detail that they presented maybe they deserve that yeah that thing i'm still that that one detail is still like i would my I, it was difficult to be like other than um what's going on but yeah otherwise i fucking loved it it, it was kind of great in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and the comedy was great i have no idea what i think about this film i i, I genuinely personally enjoy it i it's one of those movies i recommend to people when they're like is there anything i, could, I should watch on netflix i feel like if they're saying i want something weird to watch what have you got for me this is the first one yeah right i, I it's good yep I recommend the seek the uh, the prequel and sequel series and the um behind this, the making of it. There's a making of documentary called uh, Hurricane of Fun: The Story of Wet Hot American Summer. I do like me a good documentary. Yeah, considering that this was literally a movie that set at a summer camp was rain where they when they were filming they had torrential downpours every single day. It's crazy. <laughs> yep. All right, that's been one for Paul. I uh, I've been Carl Ronan. I've been Paul, and we will catch you very soon. Peace. Bye bye now. Bye bye. 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 Sell. Super awesome beer party beer. Beer party beer. Beer trademark of us. Boo. My sides.